Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy. And in today's video, I got my must-own quarterback list for fantasy football in 2020. Must-own guys pretty much means that these are the guys that I'm trying to draft in every single draft that I'm in. There's four guys on this list, three guys that I'm very sure on, and one guy that's kind of a longer type of shot that I still really like, but my problem is with his early season schedule. So before we get into the video, I'd like to ask you guys, could please go down below and click that subscribe button. It's free, and I produce content every single day to help you guys win your 2020 Fantasy Football Championship as well as if you can go down below and get the draft guide. The draft guide will be $7.50 for the whole month of August. If you guys just wait a couple days, get it in August. It's $7.50. It's very cheap, and I want to make sure that everyone can get it. So make sure you check that out as well. And let's get right into this video. Must-own quarterbacks for fantasy football in 2020. My number one guy here is Matty Ice, but then he's not really my number one. It's kind of just in a random order of the first three guys, and then there's one guy at the end who's kind of the sleeper kind of a pick. So Matt Ryan right now, FFPC ADP 95.06. If you guys have not new, if you're new to my channel, FFPC is high stakes leagues. ADP is average draft position. So the 95th player off the board in FFPC drafts. He is an Atlanta Falcon, six foot five, two hundred and twenty-eight pounds, thirty-five point two years old. His workout metrics go as follow: forty-fourth percentile forty-yard dash with a four point eight nine. He does not have a burst score. He has fifteenth percentile agility score. He does not have a throw velocity. He's seventy-first percentile Wonderlick score. So he's almost wicked smart with a thirty-two on the Wonderlick score. So looking at Matt Ryan's stats from last year, finished as quarterback number eleven. Now coming off the board is quarterback number eight, pick eighty-six and round. Nine. Last year, Matt Ryan top finished top 10 in PPR points per game. Not really PPR, just four point per passing touchdown points per game, finishing with 17.7, which is top 10 at number 10. He played in just 15 games. He ended up missing one, but he obviously came back and played pretty well. He had 616 passing attempts, 41.4 per game rank, or 41.1 per game, ranking third at the quarterback position, 4,466 passing yards, 297.7 per game, ranked fifth at quarterback position, 26 passing touchdowns, 4.2% rate, eighth at the quarterback position. Now, the percentage rate of passing touchdowns is actually notable because if it's around five, I'd say that's very, very normal. Normal. If it's way under, if it's around three, I would expect it to go up. And if it's way above, like seven or eight or nine, then I expect it to regress around that 5% rate. He had 14 INTs last year with 16 interceptable passes, ranking 18th at the quarterback position. I will move my face up real quick so you guys can read his rushing stats. Nothing special, though, obviously, for Matt Ryan. You don't expect to see him break off like Lamar Jackson for a zillion yard touchdown. 34 carries, ranking 18th at quarterback, 147 rushing yards, 9.8 per game, and one cheek rushing touchdown, ranking 20th at the quarterback position. So he did bust off one run probably for three yards to score a touchdown. But hey, that obviously boosts up his fantasy point total. So why do I like Matt Ryan so much for fantasy football in 2020? It is plain and simple. It's what I like to call the Matty Ice Theorem. It's based on the fact that he plays a good year, and then he plays an amazing year the next year. And then good, and then amazing. Good and amazing. It's like a uh, a fucked up kind of cycle he runs here, but it's great for fantasy football because it's very easy to predict. Last year, quarterback number 11 in 2019. That's a good year. The year before, quarterback number 2 in 2018. Amazing year. Then quarterback 15 in 2017. A good year. And then quarterback number 2 in 2016. An amazing year. Now, do I predict him to be a top 2 quarterback since that's what the trend would tell? No, I think top 5 is more likely 
likely in his wheelhouse, but why is this kind of like that? I think it's just because Matt Ryan, he's hot and he's cold. He's Matty Ice for a reason, and he's going to be Matty on fire in 2020. I really believe Matt Ryan is going to be slinging the rock at an ungodly pace. The Falcons last year were slinging the ball hella. Number one in pass play percentage in 2019 was 66.97% pass plays for the Atlanta Falcons. 24th ranked O offensive line in 2020 via Pro Football Focus, and it didn't seem to matter at all because they finished 24th last year. They had the worst pass and run blocking rate of Matt Ryan's whole career, and Matt Ryan still finished as quarterback number 11. If that just increases ever so slightly, Matt Ryan will still be amazing in 2020, and I really believe the top five potential is there for him. If he's slinging the rock that many times every single game, it's just bound that he finishes inside of the top 10, if not even the top Five, his quarterback number eight ADP is very good for him. I'd happily take him there with the upside of him being a top five quarterback. Next guy to talk about here is another Matt, Matthew Snapback, Matty Stafford of the Detroit Lions FFPC ADP 104. Point nineteen. Matty Snapback is six foot two, two hundred twenty-five pounds, thirty-two point five years young, sixty-first percentile forty-yard dash with a thirty-fourth percentile burst score, forty-six percentile agility score. But Matt Ryan is the least smart of the two because Matty Snapback is wicked smart with a one to lick score of thirty-eight, which is eighty-eighth percentile at the quarterback position. Now, Matt Ryan, not Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford's stats last year were hindered by the fact that he ended up getting hurt. He finished as quarterback number 29, now coming off the board as quarterback number 13, pick 107, round 9. But I've noticed that Matt Stafford's being one of those guys that is really, really going later than round 9, typically going around round 13 or round 12 in a lot of the drafts I've done. Quarterback number 29 last year, obviously due to the fact that he only played in 8 games, but his points per game ranked 4th at the quarterback position with 20.8 points per game. This was due to the fact that Matt Stafford was playing at an ungodly pace. He was playing the best football Matt Stafford has ever played before he ended up getting hurt in his week nine matchup. Now, they were playing so well. It was crazy. He was looking so good, and then he ended up getting hurt dealing with a back injury similar to what he dealt with in 2018, but in 2018, he roughed it out. He decided to play the whole season, and that might have been why he ended up getting hurt in 2019, but now he decided to sit out the rest or the other half of the season, making a smart move so he could have a much lengthier career. He had 291 passing attempts, 36.4 per game, ranking 28th at the quarterback position, 2,499 passing yards, but he played in eight games, 312 per game. So if you figure that out, he would have thrown for almost 5,000 passing yards if you put that at a 16-game sample size. That is fucking amazing, and I think that they're going to be firing the ball just as much in 2020 with Matthew Stafford, especially with that amazing quarterback or wide receiver core around him with Kenny Galladay and dirty Marvin Jones. But he's only dirty because he misses a couple of games and does you dirty every single year. 19 passing tutties last season for Matty Snapback, which would be 38. Had it have been a whole season sample size of that, 6.5% rate. 24th at the quarterback position, he only threw five INTs, so he was very, very accurate last season. His rushing yards are so bad that you won't even have to read it on the screen. 20 carries, 34th at quarterback, 66 rushing yards, 29th at quarterback, zero rushing touchdowns, and 8.2 rushing yards per game. But when you're drafting Matthew Stafford, you're not looking for some amazing rushing upside. You're looking to see what the man can do with his 
arm. So if we look at Matthew Stafford right now, 16th ranked O-line via pro football focus, and he finished as the 11th offensive line last season. So the offensive line was pretty good last year, and having just an average offensive line is so much better than you would think. If they were a back half line, if they were like ranked 29th, I'd be very fucking scared for Matthew Stafford, considering there is worry for him to get injury, but we're going to kind of debunk that after this slide. But he is going to be good in 2020. I believe he is fine behind this offensive line. He's going to be slinging the rock just like he did last season. His first eight games run pass split with Stafford, which is all the way up until week nine. And he was balling out before he ended up getting hurt up against the Oakland Raiders. They had a 60% pass to 40% run split, which is very good, obviously, for the quarterback when you want them to be airing the ball out a whole bunch. And especially adding in a running back next to carry on Johnson with DeAndre Swift, I really think that they may not even be running the ball with him. They're probably going to be dumping it off to him since he kind of has that Kamara type of kind of build where he can run out of the run out of the backfield, become maybe the third wide receiver on the team in certain scenarios. So Matt Stafford, we're going to debunk his injury kind of concerned. He's deemed as a low injury risk via sports injury predictor. Pretty reliable. Chances of injury 2020 is just 24.2%, which is underneath, which would rank obviously under the low injury risk. Projected game miss for 2020 is just 0.1, and his durability is from a scale of 0 to 5. 5 is most durable. He's at a 6. He breaks the fucking scale. That's how durable Matthew Stafford is. I am not really too worried about the injury affecting him since it'll happen about halfway through last season so he should be good to go for week one ready to fire the cannons yet again if you guys have enjoyed this video thus far please make sure to click that subscribe button down below like i said at the beginning of the video i produce content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship so the third player here is the guy going earliest out of all of these guys and that's quarterback joshy allen of the buffalo bills ffpc adp 86.63 Josh Allen, obviously a Buffalo Bill, six foot five, two hundred and thirty-seven pounds, out of Wyoming, twenty-four point two years old, seventy-six percentile forty-yard dash. But Josh Allen can actually get it running, not like Lamar Jackson, but he does obviously run out of the pocket and get you some solid yards, which is obviously a boost for fantasy football. I know the first two guys we talked about are non-mobile quarterbacks; they just kind of sit in the pocket like a statue, whereas Josh Allen runs out of there and tries to scramble for his life. So he obviously will have higher rushing kind of workout metrics, eighty-first percentile. First score, 71st percentile agility score, 100th percentile throw velocity. This guy's throwing fucking cannons, piss missiles out of his hand, 62 mile per hour throw velocity, and he's also wicked smart, 84th percentile wonderlick score with a 37. Now, Josh Allen finished last year as quarterback number seven. Now, going off the board as quarterback seven, pick 71, and is a sixth round pick, kind of going behind those mainstay guys after you see Josh, or not Josh Allen, after you see Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson come off the board, he's kind of going around that middling quarterback kind of range with Deshaun Watson, with Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, that kind of area, 17.7 PPR points per game last year, ranking 10th at the quarterback position. He played all 16 games, 461 passing attempts, 28.8 per game, ranking 21st at the quarterback position, 3,089 passing yards, 193.1 per game, 23rd at the quarterback position, 20 passing touchdowns, at a 4.3% rate, which I expect to kind of go a bit up with the addition of Stefan Diggs, which is what I'm going to talk about after this. 21st percentile, 9 INTs, 15 interceptable passes, 20th at the quarterback position. His carry numbers, though, I will lift myself up so that you guys can read them. 109 total carries, ranking second at the quarterback position behind Lamar Jackson. 510 rushing yards, which is obviously a huge boost for your fantasy team because... 
typically you have to pass the or you have to pass the ball 25 yards to get one point, whereas you only have to rush the ball 10 yards to get one point. So obviously a guy who can run the ball at the quarterback position is kind of a cheat code in fantasy football. 31.9 rushing yards per game and nine total touchdowns. He scored more rushing touchdowns than Lamar Jackson last season, ranking number one. So they obviously add Stefan Diggs in the offseason, which is kind of huge for Josh Allen. Obviously last year he had John Brown. John Brown still a solid wide receiver and Cole Beasley. But now they add in Stefan Diggs, who's the mainstay one for that team. I don't necessarily think Stefan Diggs is going to have the most amazing 2020 fantasy football season, but I do think that helps Josh Allen with a real safe guy that he can throw it to. Now, I understand there's a huge gripe with Josh Allen, and that's the fact that this guy does the fuck it. He's out there somewhere heaves it down the field, and the guy's wide open, and he just throws like 20 yards above him because the guy just has a cannon for an arm. He has, I don't even know, he lo- he's like one of those, got that picture of family guy where Quagmire's just cranking off to some porn in his room for like fucking weeks, and he comes out jacked looking like Popeye with one arm. That's what Josh Allen's arm is. It th- he just throws missiles out of it, and so that's going to happen, but I think if he can learn to control that arm a bit better, we could see a much better and much improved Josh Allen in 2000. And 20. I expect that to get better every single year for Josh Allen. I expect him to be the future quarterback, the franchise quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. 18th ranked offensive line via pro football focus. They finished 21st last season, which is kind of crazy since they were ranked 31st in 2018. They went from being second to last worst offensive line in the NFL to moving up all the way into the 21st. And now they're ranked inside of the top 20. So huge moves for the Buffalo Bills, a team that while is kind of run heavy, Still lets Josh Allen just absolutely throw that pigskin all over the field. And obviously, I talked about his nine pass or rushing touchdowns, which is very huge because this guy, you might think that Devin Singletary is going to score a bunch of touchdowns. You shouldn't think that because Devin Singletary is not going to. But Josh Allen's just going to steal a bunch of them. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he was around that nine area again. Maybe he's at seven or maybe he's at 11 because it's 7 11 uh, where you can get some nice slurpees. So, shout out to 7 Eleven and shout out to everyone who works there. So, the final guy of the video, the more of a sleeper type of quarterback. Danny Doims, Daniel Jones, Danny fumbles last season. I Hopefully he can be able to figure that out in 2020 and play much better when it comes to just holding the ball in his hand like a quarterback should. New York football giant FFPC ADP 112.5. He looks like your local accountant, but in reality, he's playing quite well for a guy that everyone thought was the biggest bust in NFL history. Six foot five, 221 pounds, 23.2 years old, out of Duke, just like Zion Williamson. 61st percentile, 40-yard dash with a 4.81. But just like Josh Allen, this guy can get out of the pocket and really make something special. 83rd percentile burst score, 57th percentile Jody score, 54 mile per hour throw velocity ranking 38th, and also wicked smart for Danny Dimes, 84th percentile Wanderlick score with a 37. Something important to note about Daniel Dimes is that the reason why I have him ranked as more of the sleeper kind of pick is because I'm not sure I want to draft him due to the fact that his first three weeks of his schedule is very hard, and I'm going to talk about that in a couple of minutes. So Danny Dimes right now coming off the board is quarterback number 16, round 10, pick 110. He's not even getting, he's going way later than that in most leagues. Quarterback number 24, all, uh, last season with the finish, but he only played 13 games, but it was really 12 because week one against Dallas, they gave him some pity snaps at the end of the game. They finally got rid of Eli Manning. They finally said, fuck you, Eli. We're going to put in Danny Dives. Everyone thought Daniel Jones would be terrible, me included. I thought it'd be hilarious. A bunch of my friends are Giants fans. I was really rooting for Daniel Jones to be god-awful, but he was very good. 16.2 
points per game, ranking 16th at the quarterback position, 459 passing attempts in just 13 games, 33, 35.3 per game, ranking 22nd at the quarterback position, 3,027 passing yards, 232 per game, ranking 22nd at the quarterback, or 24th at the quarterback position, 24 passing touchdowns at a 5.2% rate, right in the middle, right in that sweet spot where you want it, at 13th most at the quarterback position, 12 INTs, 29 interceptable passes, which is not very Brano, fifth at the quarterback position, but I expect Daniel Jones to kind of get it more under wraps this year. He fumbled a zillion times last year. But I believe with the whole offseason of practicing, he will be able to keep that ball more under wraps in 2020. 45 carries, ranking 15th at the quarterback position in just 12 games, which is pretty good. 279 rushing yards, 7th at quarterback, 2 rushing touchdowns, which I expect to go up, 13th at the quarterback position. So Daniel Jones kind of is in a tough scenario because the New York football Giants just aren't the greatest team on earth. They obviously have Saquon Barkley. They have a bunch of quarter... They have so many good... Not good wide receivers, but above average wide receivers. The only worry is none of these motherfuckers can really stay healthy. Golden Tate, Ken Stone, Shepard kind of always gets hurt. Uh, fucking Evan Ingram, easy. That guy gets hurt all the time. So that is worrisome. But if those guys could stay healthy, Daniel Jones could be even better than I perceive. 20th ranked offensive line via pro football focus. They draft an offensive lineman early in the draft, which obviously moved them up to... to Psych, it actually has them being ranked lower than last year. They finished 17th last season. Now they're the 20th ranked offensive line via pro football focus. But I think their line should be just about okay as long as they don't let Daniel Jones just get clapped and he starts fumbling the ball all over again. It looks like last season where you're just fucking punching yourself because Danny Dimes fumbled the ball a couple of times. Now, my worry about him, like I said earlier, it's his hard start to the 2020 season. Week one, they go against the Steelers. Probably a top five defense in the NFL. Week two, they play Chicago at Chicago. Now, there's going to be no fans there, probably, so that's not really the worry that they're at there, but the worry is the fact that the Chicago Bears defense is probably still pretty good, and then week three, they play up against the 49ers, who are a very good defense. They just kind of got pummeled in the Super Bowl because Jimmy G is a choke artist, as is Kyle Shanahan. That defense did play pretty well. Daniel Jones should have a great season. I just worry about these first three games, so maybe you draft him as your second quarterback, you let him ride the pine for the first couple of weeks, and then you're firing him out week four once he's ready to play, and he also has a shit tier defense which helps the quarterback score more points because when the defense is bad you're gonna have to be slinging the rock all game long so thank you guys all for watching this video if you ended up enjoying it at any point please make sure to click that subscribe button down below i love each and every single one of you guys please make sure to check out the draft guide down below as well make sure to click on one of the videos that's on your screen right now and i'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another banger of a video goodbye my friends i love you all i really appreciate it and we're almost in august see you guys tomorrow good boy